Hello, beautiful people. I'm Callie, and this is season two of Girl Uninspired, the podcast where we talk about channeling our beings, finding our niche, and what we do about inspiration. Hi, welcome to episode eight. I am here with Ariana Elise Moskowski. Yeah, hi. Um, my name is Ariana. I am a biology major at Louisiana Tech University, and I go by Elise on Spotify sing and play guitar and such and I am a Gemini yeah awesome so um you said you were a biology major yes and but you're also a a musician yes is do you know other biology majors that are musicians I don't I think I'm the only one it's a rare breed because we're so stressed all the time yeah (laughs) that's uh I didn't realize you were a biology major. Really? Yeah. No, I wanted to do, I kind of thought about doing music, but then I was like, if it doesn't work out, then it like really doesn't work out. Like you need, you need something to like make sure you've got job security. Exactly. That's yeah. What um, so you're a mus- musician and you have, uh, songs published on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about those songs? Yeah. Um, right now. I think it's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, like all the platforms. I have two singles out, Spaces and Colors. Colors was the first one. And I just released Spaces um, like two months ago, I think. And they're doing pretty well, which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, upcoming, I have my EP comes out. It's going to be six songs, which includes those singles on it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come out Valentine's Day, which is exciting. That is exciting. Um, it's called Bright? Yes. Awesome. Um so, what draws you to music as a medium? Um, I've always, like, been attracted to music. I feel like it's a good way to kind of be creative and just say what you want to say. Like, I've always loved, like, writing and stuff. So, as far as, like, getting to transpose words that I've, like, written into, like, a musical format and getting to sing, which is also, like, obviously, like, a really big passion of mine. Like, I love writing a lot, mm-hmm. but I love to sing even more. So it's, like, a good opportunity that I can express, like, my feelings in a different way. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, what's your process of, like, writing a song or making music? Do you, th- is it something that, you know, you just feel? Or is it something that you kind of, like, oh, like, that sounds good, and you, like, write it down and save it for later? Um, It kind of varies. So sometimes I'll just be, like, in the shower or something or, like, sitting down, and I just, like, I'm like singing in my head and I just like have a line that just like makes sense I'm like that's really good and so I write it down like I have a little journal mm-hmm. and then like I'll write it down enough if I get hype about it then I'll decide to sit down one day and just try to do as much as I can and then when I burn out I just pick up another day because mm-hmm. I burn out pretty fast because it's kind of, it's difficult it's hard mm-hmm. and after that like as far as like finding the chords like what I want to sound like that's always a journey as well <laughs> so music making has always seemed so foreign to me just because like I've tried to play guitar and I was not good at it <laughs> and like just it's multiple things that you have to you have to think about like the lyrics and like the chords and how it goes together so do you want to talk about like your process of kind of like figuring that out like recording and stuff mm-hmm. well yeah so once I finally get something that like I feel sounds good enough I start to I have I just I spent all my monies on a really nice microphone and so I like I have some software and I'll just 
test stuff and see how it sounds and mm-hmm. try different instruments, different chords, like you said, until I find something that I'm like, like each song has, it sounds a certain way in my head immediately. So like it will sound a certain way and I'm like, it's going to sound like this and then I'll record it and keep doing it and it won't sound like the way I want it to mm-hmm. or I don't have the means because my equipment is very limited because I'm a broke college student. But with what I have, like I try to make it sound as close to I can as possible is what's in my head. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. What kind of instruments do you use? So I play guitar, ukulele, the drums, and um, box drum, which I have over here. It's a cajon. And I've been playing those, I think, since like freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Which, that's been, I gave up guitar like three times until I finally got it. <laughs> it's really hard to learn. Um, okay, so what or who are some of your like biggest influences when you think about like maybe you know you said giving up guitar and then coming back to it or like if you're writing a song a certain person's like helping you write that or like who are some of your yeah um okay so I don't want to sound cliche oh you're good but Taylor Swift is incredible her write herself as like a writer, being a woman that writes all her own music, that mm-hmm. is now owning her own music and doing all this crazy stuff, is just fantastic. Her yeah. sound is incredible, as well as like Billie Eilish and Phineas, like their their sound is something that is like unmatched in a dream concert. I mm-hmm. need to go see her so bad. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, but um, them and Lord is really big influence on me. I love the way she sounds. I feel like it's really like raw kind of and emotional and she just has the prettiest voice like mm-hmm. ugh, I'd kill for that it's like I don't know there there are some artists that like they they have good songs but then specifically like the artists that you're mentioning actually have really like meaningful lyrics mm-hmm. and it doesn't usually sound like something you've already heard before mm-hmm. um so how do you do that with your music um, well, I feel like everyone, like, you can, if you want, if you write the way that you feel like other people want to hear, then you're not writing good music. I feel like if you write and you record stuff that you are enjoying writing, like, I've heard people all the time are like, oh, I don't even listen to my own songs. I'm like, then why do you write them? Why are you writing songs and recording music that you're not even gonna listen to? But people like Billie Eilish, like I said, like, she jams to her music, and that's what you should do, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I write to enjoy the music that I've written. If only me and my mom listened to my my music when it came out, I'd be just as happy as if mm-hmm. a thousand people listened to it. So how did you go from, like, writing songs on your own to, like, actually making music and, like, put putting it on platforms? Well, one day I was just kind of, like... Because I had a, a book full of songs that I've written that I just, like... Some of them are terrible, and looking back from eighth grade and some of them are meaningful and so I just really desired one day I was like what if I could just like put it out there so I was like researching and figuring out all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and so now I have some songs up which I ran through this company that um it's kind of like a lease so I can put it out on um Spotify and stuff and they help me distribute it to all the platforms which is really nice Mm -hmm. because I was just eager I was like it's fine listening to my music but I wanted other people to listen to it yeah Is it like uh, like an app? 
it's a website. So I use Record Union, and then I um, pay them. It's like an annual thing. Mm-hmm. And so they help me distribute it, and they have, like, a great team that works with me that's really friendly and helpful. That's awesome. Cause, because a lot of things, like, I know for myself, whenever I have an idea, it's really helpful if um, the technology out there is, like, really available to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, with this... You know, I could have always used, like, voice memos to to make it, but then how do you distribute it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, having the app that actually helps me put this together makes it a lot easier. So, it's always, always, I think it's always great when you have, like, the the foundation has been laid. You just kind of have to go in with your idea and, like, work with it. Yeah, like, add to it. Yeah. Um, Do you have any mentors that are, like, helping you? either through school or through through your music I don't like I don't have anyone that like so all the art I make for like covers and stuff I do myself and all of like the recording editing everything like I'm like a one woman team for now hopefully not in the future that would be great if I wasn't Mm -hmm. but I do um Stevie Israel she goes to tech with me and she does all my photography so far and she's just Mm -hmm. killer she's so talented and she's definitely been someone who's been very supportive of me and she, every time I, I come to her I'm like this is so frustrating I'm gonna give up like at a photo shoot and she's like no you need to come back you can these pictures are gonna be so great and you it's once she sends me those photos it just makes me so hyped to mm-hmm. want it makes me want to record more and be like better yeah is she the one that did your Instagram profile picture Yes. I love that picture. <laughs> Thank you. She did all those and the neon ones, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. I love them. What is what is her Instagram? It is uh, Stevie Israel, and if you type her name up, it'll come up, and then she has her photography account in her bio, which is, like, Stevie with a bunch of Vs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just want to give, like, a shout-out to her because you can check out her other photography. Um, so what limits do you face with creating? Um... I definitely get frustrated a lot. This mm-hmm. EP that's coming out um, on February 14th, I was supposed to come out in December, mm-hmm. and I just, like, gave up, like, three times because I was getting so aggravated. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like, it sounds a certain way in my head, and when it doesn't sound like that, after recording, because I just feel like I'm so limited sometimes with, like, my means to produce and my equipment, like I said, it's just frustrating, or if something doesn't quite sound right or if it's a little off or I don't like a word like I'll just like I deleted the whole songs like a couple times and oh my gosh and then I had like eight songs on the EP originally and I just deleted them because they did not they weren't like good enough in my opinion or I didn't feel like they fit with this EP because I feel like this one has a certain sound to it and a certain value to me and those songs I think I might use later on that just didn't match with the vibes that this one had mm-hmm. is it do you feel like you maybe put, like, more pressure on yourself just to, like, create more than, like, outside forces? Oh, it's absolutely, it's all in my head. There's there's, there's mm-hmm. no team telling me that it has to be done by a certain time or anything. Like, I that's my biggest issue. Like, I've told my friends, like, I'm like, tell me not to be stressed. Tell me I don't need to have it out. And they're like, I didn't even know you were working on this. And it's, like, all in my head because I feel mm-hmm. like putting pressure on myself because I want it to be good and I want it to be out fast enough but I just kind of had to realize especially with this music that I had about to put out it's like it's going to take time and it's not going to be perfect every time and if it's not it's okay because Mm -hmm. flawed music is still music it's out there Mm 
Um, so this is obviously something that you're working on outside of your schooling. How do you find that those two things work together? Is it like hard to to like find time to make music? It's definitely like a balance. I feel like. Like, on weeks when I have, like, four tests and I can't work on it at all, even if I do well in those tests, I feel like I'm failing in a certain way because I'm, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not giving it the time that it deserves. Or, in my head, it's, like, it's a person. Like, it's, like, you need to work on it. You're going to do so good if you just work, which take the time and sit down. But if I don't have the time, it definitely adds to the stress because it's always a part of my list. It's always something that's, like, in the front of my mind if I'm not talking about it Mm -hmm. or I'm singing in my head or I'm writing new stuff while I'm recording stuff. So it's a difficult balance, especially with biology, which is, I, in my opinion, one of the harder majors. This is like a lot, yeah. like pre-med. So how do you go about, like, determining deadlines? Um, with this deadline, like I said, it was in December. <laughs> it, I wanted mm-hmm. it out, like, January 1st, like, the very end, to, like, signify, like, a new year, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it need it deserved more time in my opinion like I said it's kind of like a person to me it, mm-hmm. it's like I I should have given it more time than I did and I didn't want to rush myself and then like right after the new year had started I just had this idea in my head and I was like I really want out on Valentine's Day because like I am dating somebody so I want it to be like significant because the songs are obviously only really about them but when it comes out I guess it was kind of like a gift type but not really a gift for that person but more for myself, it's like, I got it done, and it's on a meaningful day. It's mm-hmm. also pink, so it kind of just full circle. <laughs> also, it's like, in a year, you can be like, oh, I remember, because it's mountain. Exactly. <laughs> That's how my dad remembers my mom's anniversary. <laughs> anyway, um, so you talk about, like, putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and, you know, feeling like it deserves more time. How do you override, like, those negative thoughts of, like, this isn't good enough? Like, okay. how, how, do you, how do you make sure that you don't overwork something? Um, a lot of the times if it, I feel like myself starting to get mad. Because I don't really get mad except when I'm recording a song. And mm-hmm. if, it sa- if it starts to sound bad, I get so mad. Or, mm-hmm. like, I, like, the other day I was working on one that's going to come out after this, like, way later. It's not even relevant now. Yeah. And I was getting so mad, I went, and I just started running, and I was running around the apartment, because I was so angry, and I was like, why am I... I don't get angry over anything but music, because I just feel like it's something that is so important to me, and something that I'm passionate about, so I mm-hmm. want it to be good. But the best, like, usually I'll, like, take a shower, or just, like, sit down and, like, try to just mellow out for a little bit. And that, when I get mad is when I know it's time to kind of cease working on that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've noticed that, like, I don't get mad often either, unless it's, like, some, someone is, like, upsetting my friends, and then, like, I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna beat you beat up. you down. I'm, like, <laughs> um, okay, so, so, you mentioned earlier something about not liking your own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that, like, I started out as, like, any recording I've ever made, I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't want to listen to that. But now I'm, um, I guess, getting more confident in that. Is that something that, like, you're still working on? Or how, how has that experience been for you? Um, well, I started singing 
when I was, I think, 10 years old, like, I really was excited pursuing it, like, in class and stuff. And I didn't tell my family that I liked to sing until I was, like, 15. So it was, like, four years where I was in a club and they didn't know about it. And just because I did not like singing in front of them because I felt like I hadn't found my voice yet. And then I went through this phase where I would record on my phone, like, when I was little, and that voice memo was, I always hated them. And I was like, my voice is so deep for a girl, or my voice is too high for a girl, or it doesn't sound right. And I would, like, physically cringe over Mm -hmm. the sound of my own voice. And it doesn't, I don't know why. But I feel like it was definitely something I had to push through. And since I started, like, I perform at the farmer's market now here, and, like, since I started recording... It's definitely changed because I have to listen to myself over and over. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, and it's not even, like, if someone compliments me, like, thank you. Like, that's one of the biggest compliments I can get. Like, words of affirmation about my voice, like, solely is a big deal mm-hmm. to me. But when I try to compliment myself, that's really something I've been trying to work on. It's like, that sound, this, this part sounded so good. Good for you. Like, talking to myself. Yeah. And that's definitely helped with, like, maintaining positivity. And it's, I don't, like, dislike my voice at all now. It's definitely something that's changed now that you mentioned it. I haven't really thought about Mm-hmm. Uh, you might like this so I recently talked with a professor about like how she does her painting style and um, how she overcomes like being blocked like she called it artist block mm-hmm. um, and she said that she keeps stuff in a state of like awkwardness instead of like not letting like letting it be bad letting it like not be perfect um, and ultimately, like, that leads her in the process of making something better, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, is there anything that you've ever, like, something that maybe sounded awkward that you, like, didn't go back to? Or, or you, you haven't finished, but, like, you plan to go back to? Yes. There's, um, there's one of the songs, like, I told you on the EP that I, like, removed, because mm-hmm. it was so, like, it was good in my head, and then I went back and listened to it after I showed someone else it. Like, I have people, like, I sh- will show certain parts, I'm like, this, how do you think this is? And I was like, this is terrible. What was I doing when I recorded this? Why did I, I say, like, I said, like, the same word, like, seven times. I'm like, why do I keep saying this word in this song? This is, mm-hmm. is irrelevant anymore. So I took that out, and I think I for sure want to go back to that one, because it was a song that was meaningful, but I, it just needed to be tweaked, and it mm-hmm. didn't just... Des- it deserved more time than by the time I wanted to release this EP, mm-hmm. so that'll probably come out later on. So how do you, like, decide what words make it and what words don't? Um, it's really, like, how I feel, which, it, it, that's hard, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I write it down, like, in the journal, as I said, I'll go through, and it, I'll read it as, like, a poem, because I did, like, when I was younger, I'd do, like, poetry and stuff, and I'm reading it, and if it doesn't flow, like, if there's, like, an awkward bit... Like, a song should flow, I feel like, and ha- maintain a certain pace. And mm-hmm. if something is too long of a word or too short of a word or has too many vowels, like, it would just, it sounds choppy. And I, I would just, like, delete that or replace the word with something that, like, makes more sense for mm-hmm. the song. Um, what are some, like, things that you keep in mind when you make music? Um, definitely my own voice, I feel like every song that I've written is written for like a reason I don't write anything just to write it it's not just like a random decision I'm making to write about Mm -hmm. like I don't know like let's just write about like time or memories it's every song has like a specific reason that it was written and recorded in a different meaningfulness so for me it was like 
I'm writing something and I need to maintain the idea that I'm writing it for a purpose. And that also helps me not get angry, like I said, with myself. So it's like, if I get mad at it, I'm like, I can't be mad because this represents this for me. Mm-hmm. And this deserves more time to be written because if the person who I wrote it for, the person I'm writing about, if they're going to listen to it, I want it to relay that feeling that I have when I'm singing it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how do you... How how do you get past being mad? Um, well, like I said, if I get like really frustrated with a song, either a lot on the EP, like a couple times, I would start a song and then I would go and I would start another one. So it's like taking a break. So if like one of them's called Bright and I like would record that and I kept getting frustrated with it because it just was not sounding like I wanted it to. And so instead of like deleting it or something, I would go and I would work on one of the songs that was half finished. So I had a lot of half finished songs for a while. Mm-hmm. And that was really daunting. Like, by Christmas, I think every song was recorded, but they were all just missing, like, one final piece. And going mm-hmm. back in and adding those last pieces was kind of, like, time-consuming, but it helped me not be go crazy from listening. Because if you listen to the same song over and over, it's, like, kind of, like, your brain is sad. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> um. So the two songs that you have out now are Spaces and Colors. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we talk about, like, both of those, but, like, separately? So, like, can we talk about... Colors is, I think, the one that came out first. Yes. Right? Yes. So. So, Colors, like, what it's about? Yeah, like, what what it's about, yeah. We'll start there. Okay. Colors um was in my freshman year, or at least it was, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was kind of... It kind of goes with the bright theme of, like, finding someone who makes like everything more vibrant in your life so like for me when I started dating my boyfriend like everything became more bright and was like Mm -hmm. happier like the colors were more saturated and had meaning and that song was specifically about like I have all these pictures all over my wall and I was just looking at them one day and I was like a lot of these pictures have similar colors in them like blue and then I was like I started relating these colors to like memories that I had with them and Mm -hmm. memories that were meaningful and also with my friends a lot of them and so it was just kind of showing that those colors made me happy in a specific way, specific order, and, like, mm-hmm. how they've changed my life, kind of different meaning to me now that I'm with them. That's really cool. So what was what was it like putting out your first song? Like, were you expecting feedback? Like, like what kind of feedback were you expecting, and then, like, what feedback did you actually get? Um, It was stressful because I feel like, when something is as meaningful to you as that was, like, I was so hyped until the day it came out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna pass out, and I just remember going to bed that night, and I was like, it comes out at midnight, and I went to bed at, like, eight, because I did not want to wait, I just didn't want to talk to anyone, and when it came out that next day, I just remember getting all these texts from, like, friends and family, and they were like, we really like your song, I was like, thank you, and it's hard to tell if people are just saying that, because they're your family, or if they, like, genuinely like it, and then mm-hmm. I start, I had this, like, um, app that allows me to see like what people have it like what playlists they're on who's seen listening what my audience is mm-hmm. and that definitely made me feel more at ease like it's not so much like the numbers of people listening or how many streams it has but more of like the people that I wanted to hear it heard it and that's all that matters mm-hmm. so anyone else is like gravy just extra bonus <laughs> so how how has that like changed with the release of spaces um Spaces definitely okay. So this is gonna be hard to explain. Colors came out last year, mm-hmm. and 
by the time Spaces came out, it had, had didn't have very many streams. So when I released, like, I'm talking about, like, the stream stuff, but, like, when I released Spaces, it surpassed Colors all time mm-hmm. within a month, which was crazy to me, because I was, like, mm-hmm. like, and it was made me proud of myself, because I feel like, because they were, like, eight months apart or something, like, six months apart. I feel like I was a completely different person from when I released Colors to Spaces, like, mentally, like, I was in a different mindset. And Spaces is... Among the songs that I've written, is definitely one that I think is my favorite because it mm-hmm. holds a very meaningful place in my heart, and it says mm-hmm. something. I feel like I said what I wanted to say perfectly with that one. Like, I didn't want to add anything. Like, once I, when it was finished, I was like, this is really finished. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll be like, oh, I could add this or I could do this, but that one I was like, I knew when I was done, and I was done with it. I didn't mm-hmm. want to touch it anymore. So it was just, like, a special place for me. Mm-hmm. I personally <clears throat> love Spaces. I think it's... Thank I think you. it's phenomenal, but um, what is it, like, do you want to talk about what that one is about? Yeah, so, um, for me, it was, I wrote it over the summer when um, my family was just moving, and it was kind of hard because I was away from all my uh, family and my friends, I mean my friends and my boyfriend, and um, I had started it at the end of my last year of college, and I was just, it's really about, like, the space, like, the gaps in between memories so I feel like a lot of people remember their first date and then they remember their wedding day or their proposal or like big milestones but for me if you just focus on the big parts then you're like missing so much of a relationship like if Mm -hmm. all I told my kids was like me and your father got married this day and I was like that's all I told them like that's like years of memories that I never shared with them so it's like Mm -hmm. all the spaces that like people don't think would matter that really do matter so that's what I really wanted to emphasize with that one Mm-hmm. So it was, like, special. That's really cool. Thank you. I really love that. Okay. Um, what is it that you hope that, you know, your listeners take away from your music? Um, well, I hope they find it relatable mm-hmm. in some ways because I feel like a lot of people could relate to being with someone that makes you happier than you were before you knew them or whether that be a friend or a significant other or anything. like, And especially, like, with spaces, I feel like, that song for others is relatable like I've been told because people are like here's that's so true like I should enjoy the moments that are like day to day rather than I feel like people are always thinking about the future like I know like this just like things are happening in my life where I'm like I can't wait for this summer or I can't wait for my mm-hmm. birthday and I'm like this whole time in between now and then I'm gonna be like this is coming up I'm so excited I'll be waiting and I'll just be missing all the times in between like mm-hmm. if I'm just focusing on that one event and then when I get to that event I'll be focusing on another event and then I miss, that whole time I've been anticipating, and then all this time in between the anticipation, I'm just wasting. So I want to make sure that mm-hmm. that's known, that you should enjoy all the moments, like, in between your life, especially that's what I want to relay. And also, like, Bright is going to be, like, it's like a happy album. It's like, mm-hmm. just be happy. <laughs> yeah. So do you, um, do you journal? A little bit. Not a lot. I'm not good at keeping up with it. Well, because you're talking about, like, keeping up with the day-to-day. So, like, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? Um, I take a lot of pictures. Mm -hmm. I, um, recently I've been doing, I did a second a day, like, video. Mm -hmm. Just, like, like, one second a day that was important to me from, like, I did a couple quarters ago. I've been doing, like, every quarter. And I do take a lot of photos, like I said, and it helps me, when I, when I watch it, it makes me so happy, because it's like, even if it's just the happy moments, like, which we don't always have happy moments, but it's like, mm-hmm. this is great, like, this is great, this is great, all these great things are happening, and so, that kind of allows me to go back and, like, see the moments in between that mm-hmm. I wish I 
hope I never forget. Yeah. I think that's really important to what you're saying of, like, don't, and don't look forward to, like, everything and forget all of the Mm in-between. Because a lot of who we are comes from that in-between. Yes. And, yeah, I really, I really like that. So you talked about, um, like, things coming up and like, the summer and you're excited. And I know that you recently became an uh, orientation student leader. Yes. Is that right? Yes. You want to talk about that? I'm so amped. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hyped. I got stuff all over my room now for it. Yeah, that is something that is especially I'm not wanting to give up because ever, like, I've been on, like, three days, I think, now. I've been a student leader. And the only thing that I've heard people say who were past student leaders are, like, if you let today go by, like, you're going to be so sad in, like, 100 days when all the orientations are over because you'll be a has-been. So I don't – like, I hate the idea of being a has-been already and it's, like, three days in. It's kind of depressing. But – so I've just really tried to make sure – like, we had a retreat this weekend for it. Like, I'm trying to value every moment with them. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about, like, not being on our phones when we're around each other unless we're taking photos. But, like – just being personable and making memories that, like, because mm-hmm. we're going to look back and I want to have all these memories with them rather than, like, moments that we were just, like, just get preparing. Like I said, preparing for the next event, like, mm-hmm. enjoying all the in-between stuff. So, can you describe what what an orientation student leader is? Yeah, so, um, orientation student leader, they're also called OSLs, which might be easier, I guess. Okay. But, um... So they uh, are overall the incoming freshmen, and they're divided. We have 20 staff leaders right now. They get divided into groups, and there's five sessions, including, like, an honor session. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like a mentor. Like, I don't know if you, rem- you remember your OSL. Um, I remember mine. At? At orientation. At orientation, yes. Yes. So I remember mine, and I know they definitely, like, impacted me in a way that, like, they made me want to be involved and stuff. And so we, you kind of over, are overseen by them all summer. And they help you get involved on campus. They teach you, like, how to be a bulldog, I guess, at Tech specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have a group of kids that I'm going to help feel comfortable on the campus and make it feel like home for them and be someone they can come to if they have an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I know freshman year was really hard for me, and I always turned to my OSO, um, and I was like, can you help me with this? Or I want to get involved in this. Like, like advice. Like, really, like kind of like your parent on campus. Like, they help mm-hmm. take care of you, even though we're kind of similar in age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had a class with one of my really with my OSL. Um, how is how is like who you are related to being an OSL? Does that make sense? Like, like what made you? You said you wanted to be like a parent to other people on campus. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be um, a student leader because I feel like I just remember how much of an impact that mine had on me. Mm-hmm. And I know freshman year was, like, really rough on me, like, as far as not being involved. Like, I was so involved in high school, and I got here, and I was like, well, what do I do now? No one, no no clubs will take me. I don't have any prerequisites. And it was, like, hard. So the biggest thing they were telling me is, like, just, like, keep trying. And that was, like, mm-hmm. my biggest thing is, like, I want to be the person for uh, for incoming freshmen be like, don't give up just because you don't make a club once. Like, I tried out for plenty of clubs I didn't make the first time, and then I kept trying out, and I made them eventually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're less in. It just means, like, it's going to take a couple tries because people need to get to know your name. And for me, I want to be that person that I'm a very, like, my the biggest thing in my life is, like, wanting to be joyful, and that's what I feel like is that kind of mm-hmm. my purpose right now is, like, being someone who spreads joy and brings joy to other people, and I feel like, 
orientation gives me a big outlet to do so and bring joy to the students and be there for them like in the year that mm-hmm. makes sense. yeah that that makes uh that makes a lot of sense yeah um so your next project is or your current project is this ep that's coming out right mm-hmm. do you have a next project that you're working on you said you already have music that are like that's like half written yes um following uh bright i have and what is in my opinion one of my most i plan on releasing a single like maybe in a couple like a month two months or three months we're not gonna put a time yeah it causes stress <laughs> but it's gonna be called a, i'm not crazy and it's it's very different than bright so that's why i didn't want to put it on the ep because it's about like a crazy like ex-girlfriend and she's the whole like she's saying i'm not crazy i'm not crazy but I like that song is to me the most catchy song that I've written. It's uh-huh. very fun. It's more like like I don't know. I wouldn't say Broadway, but it kind of is like more talking mm-hmm. rather than singing. So it's less mellow, more like in your face. It's I like it a lot. I'm I'm actually really excited. Like just hearing you say that <laughs> name, I was like, okay, that sounds interesting already. I'll have to play it for you after. That's oh my gosh! You said a sneak peek. I feel special. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're talking about like staying in the pretz present like not being on your phone mm-hmm. do you have tips to someone else that maybe like finds it hard to stay in the present because I know that like with anxiety or like people who get anxious mm-hmm. usually what they're thinking about is the future <clears throat> so do you have like tips for people who might ha- find it hard to stay present well for me the biggest thing that I was dealing with was like I had I've had like really bad anxiety and stuff especially with like my majors really hard and like I said balancing all this life and now that they've I've thrown orientation into the mix it's like mm-hmm. my calendar is insane like I just got a lot to do and I feel that <laughs> for me the biggest thing that I've really like worked on myself and worked with is being like someone who goes day to day because if I think about the fact that in 140 days I'm gonna have to go on stage and do presents and do this whole big massive production and sing and dance in front of a thousand kids I'm gonna lose my mind Mm -hmm. but if I think about like today today what I had to do is talk to you and go grocery shopping and do this it's like I for me it's like taking like a step by step because eventually I'm gonna get there and eventually I'll be prepared for that but if Mm -hmm. I look at it as like an overview it's like really stressful Mm -hmm. so it's like baby steps sometimes even like I know for this upcoming week I'm just looking at my planner and I'm like um, right, like, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just need, I just, I just need a break. And, and like, that's what today was supposed to be, but then I had work. And, uh, and you have a hard major, too. Yeah. It's, well, because it's, like, asking you to constantly be creative. Yeah. And, like, I can do that, but. It's like, be original all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with, like, right now, I'm taking foundation level classes. And, you know, those aren't really about concepts. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, here's how here's how you, like, play with color. And here's how you, like, design stuff. Yeah. So, and it, like, I know it's important to, like, learn the foundations. Yeah. But I also feel like maybe, mm-hmm. like, I could have, I don't know. I have a lot of regret of, like, bouncing between majors. Mm-hmm. And... Like, now I feel like I'm constantly behind, but nah. it's it's fine. Eventually we'll get there. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like college is, like, everyone's at their own pace, and I feel like sometimes it's that whole time limit thing. Like, 
I might be a fifth year, quite frankly, with my biology because I know I'm mm-hmm. behind on chemistries and stuff. But, like, if I let that bind me up, then I would never find out whether or not I really needed that extra time. And I feel like everyone's at their different pace. Like, people who are expected to graduate in four years sometimes graduate in two. Like, yeah. And everyone's like, eventually you're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. I think that I kind of actually would rather take five years um, just because, like, I really enjoy the classes that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I was just saying, like, foundation, <laughs> but, um, like, I'm in a youth, sex, and gender class, mm-hmm. like, a history class, and honestly did not need it. I'm probably just wasting money, but I love the class. I love the professor, and, um, like, I want my experience in college to be, like, classes that I wanted to take and classes that I yeah. enjoyed. Like, um... So, I've always wanted to be a pediatrician, and that's, like, the goal that I'm on right now, like, pediatrics, whether that's, like, PA, pediatrics, mm-hmm. or, like, doctor or doctor. But, um, before, like, I've been taking, my freshman year, I took some FCS classes, which is, like, family child studies, and I took, like, a marriage class and stuff, mm-hmm. just because I wanted that kind of extra oomph when it came for, like, knowing about kids, because yeah. I love kids, and so getting to know about, like, the different types of marriages, everything, like, different types of families... And I feel like that was really important. And even if it wasn't, like, on my curriculum, I feel like it's going to be mm-hmm. useful later on. Yeah, that's, um, I think, personally, I think that, like, every student should take a class. It's, like, you know, because there's a reason that, like, psychology classes are, like, required for every major. Or not every major, but most majors. Mm-hmm. And communications is required for most majors. Um, because, like, I think that people, like... These classes can help you develop skills that you'll use in the future, even though it might not seem like you need them. Yeah. All right. What is something that, like, you look, something that you want to learn in the future? And it may not, it doesn't have to do uh, anything with, like, biology or music. Something that I want to learn? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it is, can I be about music? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I really want to learn to play the banjo. The banjo? So bad. Like, that. I want to learn to play the banjo and the piano, but, like, especially the banjo. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It just has an appeal to me. Have you have you seen that episode of iCarly with Spencer where he has a banjo? Yes. Okay, if anything, promise me you'll learn that one little, like, din 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 I love that. Yeah. Something like, I just feel, I know it's a hard instrument to shoot. It's probably expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually... When I'm a doctor and I have money, I'm going to buy a banjo and figure out how to learn it. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so, what is your Instagram? Um, it's, um, for my music, it's, uh, EliseOfficial.music. You're good. And, um, my personal is Ari underscore Misk, but my, um, for my music, it's EliseMusic.official. Okay. Can you can you spell that? It's E L I S E M U S I C and then a period and then O F F I C I A L. Do you have any advice for the listener? If it can be like general life advice or like related to music, it's up to you. Hmm. Well, I would say back to like what we were talking about earlier. I really feel like like being joyful is really important to me as well as like being joyful in the moments that you're currently in so like back to 
enjoying every moment that you have to spend with people mm-hmm. rather than like constantly looking forward like I know like look to the future because it's exciting but like don't live your life big moment by big moment because then you're missing all the small moments so mm-hmm. I would say definitely embrace all the small moments as well um my last thing is like do you have any questions for me hmm. what kind of music do you listen to I listen to a lot of Halsey. Like, really? Oh, yeah. I love Halsey. Her new album came out. Maniac, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Manic. Manic, that's what it is. And I listened to that more times than I probably should have. She looks so good on that album, too. Bless her soul. She's so pretty. I know. But, but like, all of her songs, the thing that I love about Halsey is, like, her songs in an album never sound exactly the same with different words. Yeah. Like, with Selena Gomez's new album, to me, like, the, and maybe it's just because I'm not, like, familiar with music, mm-hmm. but to me, like, the songs sound the same except for, like, the words are changing. Yeah. They all have, like, the same similar beat and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, Halsey's music is always different. Yeah, like, I feel, it's kind of like the same with Billie Eilish. Like, you could play any song, and people wouldn't, wouldn't know that it's the same album. Mm-hmm. And some people, I think, do that purposely. Like, if, like, a certain album could be, like, this is what the emotion I want to convey. And some people are just, like, all these songs have different meanings, so they're all going to be together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, yeah, I get what you mean. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my podcast. I really appreciate this. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear your new music. Thank you. I had a good time. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Hey, lovelies. You just listened to an episode of the Girl Uninspired podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for your support in my journey with this podcast. If you like it, you can follow us on Instagram at the Girl Uninspired podcast. There's an underscore in between every single word. Um... And if you have any comments, questions, or material, you're more than welcome to message us or email me at CallieKRobbins3 at gmail.com. That's C-A-L-L-I-E-R-O-B-B-I-N-S-3 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. Bye.